0: Welcome to the 2009 Affiliate Convention in Denver. This morning's keynote presentation is being streamed live on WebmasterRadio.fm. Live streaming of this keynote worldwide on WebmasterRadio.fm is sponsored by ClickBooth, the exclusive CPA network. In the world of affiliate networks, only one exclusive network stands out. The MediaWiz Affiliate Network. Monetize it at www.monetizeit.com. And by ExclusivePromos.com, the largest international affiliate you have never heard of. Powered by SafetyPay, the most powerful international payment company you don't know about. Go to www.safetypay.com to find out more. We welcome your interaction and ask you to send your questions and commentary by following at AFFConvention on Twitter. Please use the hashtag AFCON, A-F-F-C-O-N, to allow others to follow your dialogue. Peter Bordas is the CEO of digital performance marketing company, Media Trust. He has spent much of his career in banking and venture capital. He was also a founder and chairman of the board of Empire Media Incorporated, which incubated and founded Fine.com, and Ad Valiant. He is also a founding charter member of the Performance Marketing Alliance Association and heads the PMA membership committee. This keynote panel conversation will discuss the current state of the affiliate performance marketing industry and touch on key aspects of the industry's landscape. Please welcome our panelists for this keynote panel presentation Peter Bordas, Steve Hartman, Senior Director of Publisher Development for eBay, and Steve Schaefer, Founder and CEO of Vertiv.
1: We're at Affiliate Convention in Denver. My name is Scott, and this is Relevantly Speaking. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this very special edition of Relevantly Speaking, and welcome to the keynote presentation by Peter Bordis, CEO of MediaTrust. It's great to be here in Denver. You may be asking yourself, what am I doing up on this screen at Peter's keynote? It's a good question. Now throughout today's session, Peter is going to be guiding you through the current evolution of performance marketing. And in a few minutes, you'll get a sense of his knowledge and passion about this industry. But first I wanted to lay the framework and give you an overview of where we stand today. Sort of a state of the union of performance marketing, if you will. Now first, it's not a secret that we find ourselves in the midst of a recession. Companies are shutting down and many people we know have lost their jobs. Those companies that have been able to keep their doors open are cutting costs wherever they can. Now, The first thing to get the axe is usually the marketing budget. That means that all the large CPM, television, print, and radio buys get severely chopped or reduced, and the money that is spent really needs to deliver a return on investment. Enter performance-based pricing. In our industry, we've actually seen an uptick in revenue because companies are realizing they can put their money into a CPA model and only pay for the desired results. This is catching on in a big way. Did you know that 57% of all online advertising revenue for 2008 came from performance-based pricing? That's up from 51% the year before according to the IAB. Now, By comparison, CPM or impression pricing was at 39% down from 45% the year before. In total, $23.4 billion was spent in 2008 in online marketing. So we know there's a lot of money being thrown into the space right now by advertisers. But let's look at the other side of the coin and get a sense of what the average affiliate looks like. Media Trust and eConsultancy recently sponsored an affiliate survey. The survey found that 51% of all respondents do affiliate marketing as their full-time job. 61% of those that do this full-time consider themselves self-employed, while an additional 25% own their own affiliate company. Our survey also found that 26% of all respondents got into this industry in 2008, so there are a lot of new faces jumping into performance marketing every day. Now, the figure that really jumped out at me was that of all the respondents, 17% earn at least $600,000 per year for their merchants. Now, granted, that is gross revenue for the merchant, but and the affiliates cut is much smaller, But the point is that there is real revenue opportunity in this industry for advertisers and publishers. Okay, so what are the distribution channels of choice for affiliates? Well, pay-per-click was the largest category for U.S. affiliates at 48%, and that only slightly edged out organic SEO at 46%. About 40% of surveyed affiliates said that blogs and forums were important to them, and 24% cited social media channels. Now rounding out the rest of the responses with just around 20% each was cash back and reward, email marketing, and coupon codes. So there you have the overview in a nutshell. Performance marketing is growing by leaps and bounds every year. And of course, there's still issues that we need to sort through, like curbing fraud, brand safety, improved tracking, and the proposed affiliate tax we've been hearing so much about. But I think I'll leave that discussion to people that are smarter than I am, like Peter. Thank you all for watching, you can catch our regular weekly version of Relevantly Speaking over at blog.mediatrust.com. Enjoy the rest of your time in Denver.
2: Well, I want to thank Scott for just doing my entire keynote. if there aren't any questions it's nice to see you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the intro Scott. Anyway, thank you very much for everyone for coming here. It's an honor and a pleasure to be to be speaking about uh, something I've, I've been uh, called extremely passionate about and by my my wife addicted, <clears throat> but it's a good addiction. Um, I wanted to do something a little bit different instead of you know, having a panel or a keynote where I'm just sitting up here talking to everybody. Uh, one of the things that I've learned in the time that I've been able to spend working with focus groups with a PMA and across the industry is that there's a tremendous amount of information that doesn't get shared. And in just been even having conversations with the people that uh, I think represent leaders from all different, different areas of the industry, uh, there's a tremendous amount of info that can really have a big impact on the industry. And, you know, the industry as a whole is exploding. We live in some amazing, very interesting times now. Uh, we're seeing industries go through quantum shifts. Uh, traditional media has been turned inside and out. Uh, our, our whole world is moving from mass media to me-media. And as you can see, as technology has started to kick in into our markets, that um, the on-ad line ad industry is exploding. But recently, and interestingly enough, due due to the acceleration from the economy, performance marketing now in the last 12 months has become the fastest growing segment of our industry. And that is a, that's a very important thing to understand because as we look at the history of our industry, as we move from the beginning of the CPM into the CPC, which is really the beginning of performance marketing, everything now is moving to the back end of what I call the funnel. And we're going to be in the next few years pushing further and further and deeper into completely 100% performance-based uh, marketing models. And just as an FYI, Uh, This data that I don't necessarily agree with is the only data that's out there, and that's one of the things we want to talk about uh, later in in our conversation, because this really only represents what I believe and some panelists believe to be a a very small part of actually the aggregate size of our industry and the growth. And I believe that you'll start seeing in the next year, if we're here looking at this next year, a very very big, big growth spike in it. One of the things that we found out that was very interesting in working uh, w- with uh, many of the members here who've been very involved in fighting the affiliate tax uh, uh, initiative in the, in-, in the industry is that whether it was the government or even within our industry, nobody had a really uh, comprehensive idea of how big, how big the industry was. So we were looking at different ways that we can create visual tools for people within the industry. Uh, we, when, when speaking to affiliates when we were in California trying to fight the tax, uh, affiliates would say, you know, well, why should I get involved? Why should I, you know, what, why, what, what's, the big, what's the big deal here? I mean, really, how big is affiliate marketing? So we went and we, put, uh, we did a mashup, and this is the mashup of only 25% of Linkshare's database on the uh, United States map. And, and when people saw this, it was a very much of an aha moment because they were like, oh, my God, this is... These are all, like I said. These are all affiliates, or they're acai berries. I'm not sure, but um, uh, we could only get 25 percent on the map without it starting to look like a, you know, a, blo- a blob of a, or a basket of acai berries. But as you can start to see, other than that poor lonesome guy all the way up in the northwest, I'm not sure if that affiliate's here or not. But <laughs> that it is a very, very big industry and growing very rapidly. The affiliate, the affiliate component of it. And not only is it the biggest, most uh, rapidly growing segment of our industry, it's also the most misunderstood because there's no data, there's no research. Uh, you know, most of our industry has been very much of a black box. Uh, and so we're now all sitting at a very open window of opportunity that is, you know, we can really, really grow the industry tremendously and in order to do that and to realize our full potential as a major force within the online marketing industry and becoming an industry ourselves, we need to first you know, really understand our past, which is the legacy issues of being a black box, siloed, and fragmented industry. Um, you know, one that we've always been sort of the red-headed stepchild of online marketing um, due to you no know, regulation uh, and data and transparency. Uh, and then really to grow, we need to understand and embrace our future and the elements and the things that we all need to do to come together and work together to grow the industry, which will benefit everybody. And starting to work, you know, we need innovation and in technology. We need to start taking a more collaborative approach in how we work with each other and being a more partnership-centric uh, industry versus, you know, black, you know, Black Hat and everybody kind of like, a, like the Wizard of Oz you know, hi, hiding behind the curtain. So we want to create that. And, and in order to do that, we also need to start having better education. We have thousands and thousands of new affiliates every month joining our industry. Uh, you know, how do they find the best way to have a great experience in our industry? How do you learn the best techniques? Uh, it's very important. And then the most, most important underpinning fact of that is transparency, both transparency within the, the, the affiliate base and also from companies like mine and in the networks, we've always been called black boxes. And speaking with affiliates and merchants there, they, uh, I, I hate hearing this. They say, you know, you're a black box between me and who I'm working with. I need more information. How well am I doing? Am I not doing a good job? What, you know, what, what can I do better? How do I communicate with merchants? You know, we, on the affiliate network side, have always tried to keep things uh, uh, separated because of fear of, uh, you know, Competitors coming in and affiliates and advertisers going directly and this is something that we really want to start changing so um, Just as a couple of quick visual things This is what a fragmented siloed industry looks like and this is what we want to change One of the things that so what I love so much about performance marketing and affiliate marketing it is it entails so many different things methodologies techniques there's always new things happening and changing but the one, part, one problem with it is, is that we're all treating them as very separate entities when really on an aggregate basis, they're all very highly relevant methodologies for drive, driving value for our advertising and merchant partners. Now, if we started to change that and we do the things that we're going to talk about later on, what the industry would look like on an aggregate basis in which there has been no composite view ever, ever, ever created of this, it is absolutely amazing. When you look at what we do as an industry... Within the online marketing industry, we are the greatest driver of value and volume across every single channel in the online marketing in industry. I don't, there, there is no data out there that currently reflects that. So we wanted to try and put a picture of our perfect world if we were going to all uh, get, get organized and work together. And this is what we essentially call the composite ecosystem of affiliate performance marketing. And this is what, one of the things that I love so much about this industry – Unlike ad networks, which are very linear, not anyone's here from an ad network, I'm not saying anything bad about it, but it's very linear, whereas this was what I call the infinite realm of possibility. I mean, look at all the different things that we touch up at the front end of the funnel, all the liquidity mechanisms for driving value and being able to connect impressions and clicks you know, into, the, into the different forms of performance marketing. And the, and the and the different things that we're able to do, and really in this channel, and the data and research that's come out, and some of the conversations we've had, creates the creates the highest quality lifetime value between brands and consumers via everything that everybody does in affiliate marketing. Unlike, and and that's different from any other channel. So. Anyway, enough, about, enough of me yakking up here. I want to really kind of get into the meat and potatoes, and then I want, to really, I want to get anybody who wants to enter the discussion and join in. This is to be a very open dialogue. Um, I want to start uh, having a transparent conversation and very open with, with, with all the different members of the team up here who I'd love to introduce, and then we'll, uh, we'll move right along. Ooh, who are you? <laughs> Great.
3: So, uh, hi everyone. I'm uh, Steve Hartman, Senior Director of Publisher Development at eBay and run our global affiliate marketing channel, so run ebaypartnernetwork.com. And uh, eBay Partner Network has over 100,000 affiliates uh, from over 27 countries. And just as a uh, a stat, um, so we've launched in, in April of last year, and in that time we've driven over $3 billion of commerce on eBay. So it's a relatively large affiliate
4: program that we run at eBay. Hi, everyone. My name is Wes Mahler. How are you all doing today? Good. Awesome. <laughs> well, uh, I'm from Tracking 202. We're the leading provider of search analytics for most of the performance based affiliate marketers. What we've done is we've actually provided the first open source platform that allows affiliates to basically optimize their online search campaigns or uh, social media campaigns or uh, media buys. So um, we've, we've helped over 13,000 affiliates basically help them optimize their campaigns and um, we're very excited to uh, join you guys today. Hi
5: there. I'm, S- I'm Steve Schaefer, the founder and CEO of Vertiv and the publisher of offers.com. Um, Vertiv is a six-year-old performance publisher. Uh, we um, have t- over 25 vertical sites. In uh, February, we launched offers.com, which is the place for consumers to go for all the best offers, and they can find uh, offers, whether it's a coupon code or a free trial or, uh, or just a, a good offer that's not necessarily even discounted. Uh, for, from over 1,000 partners uh, of ours, um, and I'm glad to be here. look forward to the questions.
6: Hi, I'm Rebecca Madigan. I'm founder of the Performance Marketing Alliance, and we're the Performance Marketing Industries Professional Association, and our charter is to improve the opportunities in performance marketing through education, uh, improve the, the visibility and credibility of our great business model that's, some, for some reason, a well-kept secret in the marketing world, so we want to change that.
2: All right. Well, let's get on to my first topic, which is my favorite, which is innovation. Something that we need very much. And I think you know one of the one of the reasons there's been very little innovation is because one of the things in the industry is that everybody is in the CPA business. It's all about the here and now, and not really taking a long long uh, approach to uh, our business models. And so there's never been really a tremendous amount of investment in in technology. And that's one of the things with I know it's know eBay and Steve on the publishing side and West that you guys have really taken a very different approach to the businesses and the innovative tools and analytics that you're that, that you're starting to build so you know, I would love to understand uh, you know more about where the direction you're going what your viewpoints are on innovation you know and where we need to go as an industry to really you know, realize our full potential and also you know what are the things in the, uh, the data that you're seeing that that, that we can affect our industry, and also help the affiliates become better marketers. Yeah.
3: So, so um, yeah, with eBay Partner Network. So, um, as I said earlier, we, we um, launched it in April of last year, and um, we had been we have had an affiliate program since 2001, and we thought that there was a really good opportunity to um, you know develop better technology, um, you know d- develop more of a direct relationship with our affiliates, um, and work with them. Work with them, and a lot of this is around innovation. Work with them on you know innovating our platform. Helping them innovate their businesses as well. Um, And it also does go a little bit to the the other topic on collaboration. And and what we've found is that um, we just had our our top affiliate day on Tuesday in in San Jose and um, really had this year a great um, degree of collaboration between our different affiliates and that is fostering more innovation. So the more that we can do this to um, enable people to connect together, um, share different ideas, and continue to push along their business models i think the better off we're, we're all going to be on the innovation side for us um, a number of the things that are really important uh, are are and what we're hearing from our affiliates are around the transparency so sorry i'm blending all of our topics together here but the on the transparency side and providing more information better information to help people uh, optimize their businesses um, understand you know what what is really going on you know all the way from you know the Transactions that are happening on eBay and all the other information of, of what people are doing on eBay once uh, affiliates drive them to our site, so that they can really understand and do better with their affiliate marketing. So, um, we're we're heavily invested in the technology side and trying to innovate our platform and help affiliates uh, do even better than they are today.
2: Do you do you, and, and you're and you're doing the uh, doing that. Do you build for the affiliate community or are you partnering with them and listening to them and finding out what their needs are and both or is it a bit of, a bit of both
3: it, it is it is definitely a bit of both there is um, some you know its so it's funny being uh, both the network and the uh, and the merchant as well uh, so we're, we're building a lot for ourselves and innovating on in what we're doing um, to make sure that we've got a very very safe and very uh, clean affiliate channel for eBay um, since it is so large and it's a really large portion of our uh, affiliate marketing spend um, we need to make sure we're investing in that and then we are also we're listening to affiliates and hearing what they want from us because they've got a lot of great ideas and that's been really powerful for us but then we're also you know taking a forward looking approach and you know some of the things we're, we're developing in-house and then we're throwing them out and saying hey what do you guys think of this other ones we, we are having the idea and we're collaborating with people early on in the process so it's, a, it's definitely a spectrum in there from, from what we're doing
2: how does that, that really I affect mean, you? You came from different areas of the industry, and you know, why, why is it that you decided to build out the great suite of tools that you've built that are in, immensely powerful tools for affiliates to succeed? And I think that definitely rolls straight into what, what uh, Steve was talking
4: about. Sure, absolutely. Um, one of the things that I was stunned about when I joined this industry is we're, we're very tech-oriented. We're in the Silicon Valley uh, you know, industry where, where we like to develop a lot of technology, and here I am you know, joining the performance marketing industry and I realized there's a lot of money in this industry, but no one's actually producing any type of innovative software that helps anybody do anything better. Um, we, we are, you know, we actually just had to build the software because there just wasn't anything out there that did what we need, and it was amazing. And then once we released it, now everybody's able to, to you know, optimize their campaigns. So we try very hard to basically help innovate. That's basically what we do. We're, we're basically an affiliate software company, and we're trying to develop tools and technologies and one of the challenges that we're facing, that we're trying to innovate with, is basically that none of the advertisers or the, the networks have any type of data that we can work with to help optimize your guys' conversion on the back end. And I like you know, what you guys are doing over at eBay, because here is eBay, they, they've now opened up you know, their own affiliate program, they've moved on to CJ and they have their own APIs and stuff like that, and that has allowed people to develop these type of innovative platforms on top of it. So you see things like auction ads and uh, the, the band store, which is, you know, build your own niche store on eBay. And people are developing all these types of innovative ways to market all these products and services on eBay because they've allowed and they've opened up their, their system to allow developers to, to develop on top of their system and, and market their products in different ways. Uh, for instance, one of the things like direct track that obviously a lot of networks are powered on, we're actually getting now, as much as we like to go further and further open, we're seeing people start to constrict and actually become more closed as the industry progresses, and, and, and we're working a lot with some of the service providers and actually starting to shut down some of the APIs and making making it harder and harder to integrate. So so really, we're trying to optimize the front end and help affiliates make more money, but we have no data on the back end that nobody's providing us any type of consumer data. Once we send a sale, all we know is we generate generated a sale, but we have no type of like you know long-term of these customers, what they're doing, and any type of new data or APIs that we can use to, to make better tools and, and, and optimize better, so... And that's what i have to say on, on innovation and challenges. That's amazing.
2: I mean, Stephen, how about you? You're, you're an API. You guys are an API-centric
4: Yeah, we, um,
5: we've been in this business for uh, over six years, started out building vertical sites, and have a platform that we've built and, uh, um, and, and, and grown over those six years. The platform allows us to publish uh, the highest quality websites, so it uh, allows the editors to be able to edit and write good content but have it presented in a, in a usable way to help uh, the consumers that come to our sites. We've got our own tracking system that allows us to track everything from um, the, the, the source of where the, the user uh, how they got to our site to everything they do on our site to, in many cases, what they did when they left our site at the merchant sites. Uh, we can report on that and then use that to optimize both the marketing campaigns we run, whether those be PPC or SEO, or the, the websites themselves to improve conversion. Um, so we've taken that six years of uh, innovation on our platform and our technology, and recently launched Offers.com, which is a um, what we call an offers manager. But uh, a lot of the innovation there comes from. First off, we went with a great domain name. There's, uh, it's very difficult to find and to develop and to uh, to invest in a domain name. But on the consumer side, it's dramatically uh, different in terms of the, the the perception consumers have over a site like Offers.com versus. A site that might have three or four words and a couple of dashes in it. So um, it was a fairly innovative and, uh, effort to, to, to launch a site at that domain name. Uh, we, we coupled that with excellent design. And uh, on, on top of that, the, the goal of the site is to use technology um, and good design to help users find the, the best offers for them. And the site is, uh, allows people to find both through browse. Uh, and the browse is, is is made possible by the editors that review and edit every offer before it goes on the site. Uh, so that's thousands of offers a week that get touched by an editor. Um, and then on top of that, we've got r- robust search. So uh, that's kind of the summary of how we look at uh, in- innovation.
2: Well, That's amazing that thinking that in our markets that just even the concept of building a brand is innovative, right? I mean, really, our most of our markets have in the, the beginning have really been built on what I would call tier tier three brands or really because of the high turnover and volume in campaigns. Uh, everybody's jumping and white labeling. But really what we're seeing now on our, from the Media Trust side now is we're starting to see big brands from the publishing side and things that, Steve, you're doing, uh, bigger advertisers and agencies all trying to you know really look and understand and how they can start getting into the market. So that, that's one of the big changes. You know What we're seeing that, that we think innovation needs to start helping empower and bringing them on, and I think what you're doing uh, you know is really a very important part of the next wave of the future in the industry, because you know just as in the social media we are all brands, and i 'm starting to see more uh, a, a big change in both the merchant and advertisers in the industry and the affiliates starting to realize that they 're brands and wanting to start being more open and transparent uh, about building our brands but I think there is, there is, we haven 't even scratched the surface right now, I and mean, how about you know on the Innovative side, uh, you know, Rebecca, with what you've been doing with the PMA, you know, when we start talking about you know a very, very important topic, which is the sharing of data information, which there's been such a tremendous lack of, and we have certain people in the industry trying to open up and open up APIs, and I think it's fascinating, Wes, I didn't know that people actually are closing their yeah. APIs down. We need to open up. We need to open up the industry. We need to share data like that because, as we share it, uh, uh, very much to the point that West makes. It starts improving optimization, which improves everybody's conversion rates, and then everybody everybody wins both on the affiliate publisher side, the advertiser side, and the platform side. So you've kind of been in the in the middle of a lot of different initiatives uh, with the tax issues and more, which uh, you've been dealing with all these black boxes and and how they're perceived. I'd love to understand m- more of you know what what you've been in the middle of.
6: Well, and and Wes, you said a couple of things that. that Made my eyes roll too because um, prior to founding the PMA, I was head of product development at Commission Junction and worked closely with eBay before uh, they launched off on their own and developing products. And and the challenge we had is that we wanted to add value but get out of the way. And as a network, we can't we couldn't figure out how to do that. And it takes innovation like what Wes is doing um, to really that's where the, the, the innovation and the growth in technology is. And, and so it is a, we need to really um, evangelize that the openness of data and the openness of information is really what's going to help everybody prosper. Um, but I also wanted to talk about a different kind of innovation that we're seeing in the, in the PMA. Um, we have recently brought on some members that are from traditional media, They don't do online marketing. They do offline marketing. They want to understand how they can improve their performance marketing relationships, and they're looking for crossover opportunities. So they're offline media looking for online opportunities, and they're looking for expertise because there are offline opportunities they don't know how how to take advantage of. There aren't enough offline performance marketers. And so I think that's a tremendous area of innovation for this industry is to look at online and offline performance. For example, let me give you a couple examples. Um, Coupons. Coupons are a great performance marketing vehicle. You can put a unique code on as a marketer that identifies you, and you can start handing out coupons door-to-door or put in somebody's mailbox, and when they go to the retailer, that retailer knows that that consumer came to them Via you. And so they can pay you via performance. Very simple, very basic, but very, very grassroots, very innovative. Um, I talked to a, a new member who does uh, direct marketing, direct mail marketing, and he was speaking with someone who, uh, a PR agency, and they get paid on a PPC basis. But to them, PPC is pay per clip. Every time an article is actually placed in a magazine or on television or on a radio station, that PR agency gets paid. They only get paid on performance. So I was—I had never heard of that before. And you—you you may know, like the infomercials. A lot of those are paid on performance. The television station or the network gets paid on how many uh, topsy turvy tomato planters or uh, Huggies or Snuggies that get uh, that get sold. Um, they make. They tend to make, that's the last-ditch effort for them is is performance compensation. Um, They realize that that's got to change, that's got to shift. They've got to use that as one of their primary um, advertising compensation vehicles. So in addition to technology... Quantifying the, the industry, I think we need to look at really innovative business models that are percolating out there.
2: That's interesting. Uh, uh, on that note, talking about traditional media, and even I think the earlier dot .com purists that I, I even consider them traditional media. We had a meeting with uh, the, the, Boston, uh, the Boston newspaper group, uh, uh, Herald. Hopefully they'll be around in the next few weeks. But uh, we were up in Boston, and they wanted to meet to talk about performance marketing and CPA and how they could participate in it. And we're meeting with their head digital strategist, and like, "Oh, we're CPM purists. You know, CPA—that's that dirty little thing over there." And I was like, hmm, "Really? Okay. That's, we don't participate in that." And but, and so, but meanwhile, our CPMs are tanking, so we figure we have to start looking at something. I said, "Okay. Well, how about this? I bet you go back to your office, and I bet if you really looked in your inventory right now, I will guarantee you that you will find one third of your ad inventory." Is all performance marketers and they're buying your dollar CPMS and probably generating three to thirty dollar effective CPMS, and you're and you're only getting a dollar CPM. At the end of the day, we had an email back from him. He was like, "Oh my God, that is just absolutely amazing." I had, I had no idea. And this kind of, this also goes back to the perception that people don't really understand how big performance marketing is because we touch so many different things, and nobody has put together that, this type of an aggregate view. Of, of, of all the different things that we touch and all the different things we, put, we we power, and I'll guarantee you, if you kind of pulled the UI away on that, you would see you know more than a third to a half of display, search, social, and all these things being being powered by everybody within the community. So that's you know, that it's it's very interesting to see see these uh, things happening and, and this information starting to come out, especially as all the bigger publishers are now starting to look at how do we how do we start participating in this space um, so you know another thing that uh, uh, you know Rebecca that, that you've run across and that also is a good topic that I wanted to talk about with everyone is that uh, the whole issue of trust you know and 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 again going along between collaboration uh, and, you know and being becoming a more partnership centric uh, community and part of the industry and that's that there, there's such a uh, tremendous issue because of the black boxing and silos and fragmented legacy of the industry that there's very little trust between advertisers advertisers don 't trust affiliates affiliates don 't trust advertisers networks are in the middle i 'm not sure anybody trusts us or not <laughs> because we 've been a black box. I hope you trust me because i 'm media trust uh, <laughs> um, so I, I would under you know as part of transparency and collaboration, I was wondering what you know your guys perspectives on that and sharing that because. To me, trust and integrity is an incredibly important part of our future and transparency, and it's something that we absolutely need to have, and really for the first time, I've been having conversations with people wanting to know who's on the other side of that, that program, uh, the advertiser, and on the affiliate wanting to know, now I'm a brand and I'm doing well, how do I know I'm not going to get touched by that continuity program, you know, the Asai Berry program that we saw. Um, and, and, and not going to have that touch me and affect my business, and no one I think two years ago even cared about that, except mostly from the, the merchant perspective. Um, where, I would what are your guys feelings on that and how we change it and uh, how that rolls into the future because uh, it 's a very important part of, of the growth of the industry
6: Well, I think um, you know that that issue of trust was really the impetus bes- behind getting momentum to form the performance marketing Alliance. Um, Talked to hundreds and hundreds of, of businesses on the advertiser affiliate and network side, who felt that this this is the time where we need a we need a dialogue opportunity. We need a way for all of the parties involved in this business model to be able to share what their ideas are. For example, if I may share a little preparation conversation uh, tidbit that happened between Steve and Steve um, on a call. Um, there's this perception on the side of, of advertisers, and it certainly was true on the networks, that one of the ways that that affiliates can deliver the best return is to give them a bonus if they hit a certain performance level. But in talking to affiliates, they say, I, I don't want a bonus. That I, I want I want it to be I want conversions to be easier, I want free shipping coupons. And I want the highest possible commission rate right off the bat, because I'm investing in f- in front of the advertiser. I'm the one as an affiliate taking on all of the burden of risk. So why should I continue to do that in the hope of maybe I'll get a bonus? It, it's a it's this misunderstanding of what is important to affiliate and how an advertiser and how a network can help stimulate business. And those are that was just a simple example. It came up on our phone call between the Steve's and I've heard it before. Um and there are that's just a business growth opportunity that's missing. If if the advertiser would ratchet up its commission a little bit instead of worrying about bonuses, they may attract more affiliates that are going to do a better job for them. Or if they have a free shipping coupon, for example, something that helps the consumer take action. That in partnership with the affiliate is something that would really could really stimulate business then there 's the whole trust issue of you know what 's the affiliate doing that i don 't know about and what why isn 't the advertiser telling me what I need to know um, I was at a speaking at, at an event last year, and um, an affiliate came up to talk to me as we had a uh, I was there representing the, the pMA and this affiliate an independent burst. Business person said, why would I want to ever talk to an advertiser? Advertisers are the enemy. All I want is for them to leave me alone. And that to me is the is one of the one of the problems we have in this industry, is that's the wrong attitude for growth because you may want to talk to an advertiser who better understands what you're doing, they may compensate you better. <laughs> There's more money in that transparency, and it's one of those, you know, duh moments. So I think from a transparency perspective, there's so many layers and, and that that trust has to really you know be assumed instead of earned and um, that's that's a big opportunity for dialogue yeah, just, uh,
3: on, on that point um, so yeah, yeah we as um, you know, eBay partner Network yeah, we're, we're looking for you know make sure, make sure we have the right transparency from our side into. Uh, what uh, our affiliates are doing on our, our behalf so we can you know, trust all, all, all the dollars that we're spending are, are going to the right things. On the other side, you know, from the transparency and trust side, we need to be as open as possible with our affiliates so they trust that they're getting the right commissions. Um, they trust you know, that, that we're actually tracking and compensating them uh, correctly. So, and, and it's an interesting um, you know, balance that we, that we need to strike in there because we're trying to provide as much information as possible on that And people are asking for more and more information. I completely understand that. It's absolutely the right way for us to go, but then we need to balance that against the, um, you know, okay, if we provide too much information, then, you know, do some people, you know, the blackout part of the world try to use that to game the system? And then that dilutes the uh, amount of attention that we can spend on the affiliates who are going to use that information really, really effectively and actually build better businesses. And we had a, a really interesting dialogue when we had our top affiliates out of, you know, they're like, hey, we completely, we completely get that. Um, you know, the the balance that you guys need to strike here, and totally understand it. But you know, work with us, and we'll work with you, and, and we can help you. You know, bounce ideas back and forth. of What information you can share. You know, what we can really use. Um, how we can actually structure this so it's going to be useful for us, but you know, not potentially um, is going to be harmful, or it could be used in a harmful way. So, um, I, again, I think this goes to the the trust part of it, where if you have a trusting relationship with a number. Um, between you know, affiliate and, and advertising affiliate and, and network um, you can really leverage those relationships to improve the um, you know improve the industry for everyone and improve you know the offerings that we have for everyone the um, the other thing on, on, on trust is that for for us we've had an interesting experience this past year with um, moving from a uh, quantity based compensation model to a quality based compensation model and to the point of you know if you really if, if people are, are driving the type of uh, of transactions and the type of behavior you're looking for on your, uh, in your network and as a merchant, then you know you want to compensate them appropriately for that. And what we found was that you know we were compensating before for our cost per lead part of our program, uh, we're compensating on a volume based, and volume of leads was not necessarily correlated to the lifetime value of the leads who are who are coming in. Um, so we shifted this to a, uh, a a quality based model where we said we're we work and predict the lifetime value of the leads who come in we can do that on a pretty darn reliable basis actually and uh, you know we pay people appropriately for those so um, a number of the, the smaller affiliates who otherwise wouldn't be compensated for these and it goes back to Rebecca's point on the um, you know, paying people appropriately upfront you know we're paying them more for the leads that they're, that they're sending to us where they don't have volume. Otherwise, it wouldn't be incented to send more of those because they're always going to get to a lower revenue tier until they finally get up to a um, you know a, a higher level that they might not be able to attain. But give them more incentive to do more on our behalf and, and more of the the type of marketing that we're looking for and the type of you know tr- transactions and leads that we're looking for. So um, that's one of the ways that we're trying we're trying to do this. And I think this um, to the trust part again. Uh, from, that, from that standpoint, we need to, again, to provide as much information as we can to our affiliates so that, that they trust that they're getting compensated correctly for the activity that they're driving. Yeah,
5: one, of the, one of the interesting things about trust that we always run into with, with, uh, uh, is an industry and, and, and rare, rarely talk about it is the whole concept of uh, where risk comes into that trust equation. Um, as affiliates, we have to trust. We start the relationship on a trusting basis because we only get paid if a transaction happens, and we're trusting, one, that the tracking's going to happen, two, that the systems are going to stay up, three, that it's going to be reported reliably, and four, that you're paying us a fair commission rate. So we start out, really, in, a, as, as, in, in my opinion, affiliates, we start out on the, on the bottom half of that trust equation because of that, and, and one of the things that traditionally has not been done very well is when there is an outage, or when there is lost data, Many advertisers don't share that information with affiliates. Um, there's times where uh, track codes get dropped, and instead of the advertisers um, going on and paying um, and, find, and you know spending the, the hours in the, in the, in the, to, to figure out where those happened, where those sales should have gone, they'll, they'll at times just not even report them. And, and, and that type of thing is, is, is often overlooked when trust comes up because trust often sounds like, oh, well, the affiliates are doing something wrong. We make big investments as affiliates, at least our company does, um, and, and the only thing we have are, at the end of the day are our methods and our creativity. Um, we don't own the products, we don't ship the products. So the big challenge we have when it comes to transparency is that if, if we really were to share everything we do, and, and again I'm talking purely from a white hat standpoint, where we're not doing anything illegitimate. But if we shared exactly where, what keywords are performing well, or what search engines we're using, or where we're buying our ads, or what, exactly where the transaction's coming from, then we have nothing left, because those ideas are really all that we have. On that notion, I think the best solution is what Steve is suggesting and what, uh, where I think the industry needs to head, is a, is a pay for quality um, if you pay an affiliate based on the true quality of the, of, the, of the customer they bring, if advertisers pay purely on the quality of that and maximize that, don't try to pay less than what you can really afford, what's fair. I think that's where the growth will come from because then the trust becomes uh, a m- much less of an issue um, it, and, and quality becomes really the, the big issue. And that's really where we're all going to win in the long run.
2: Wasn't that the, one of the conversations we had, Stephen, we actually found on the quality side that, that performance marketers in programs are actually getting paid much lower pricing with the same programs running through other channels. And sometimes a variance of $30 in the affiliate channel versus $100 through other channels because of all these issues of you know, quality, integrity, and trust. So there's a, actually a tre- tremendous amount more value from an ROI perspective to the publishers that can, that can come in if we do do that, and if also we as the companies who are you know, uh, service providers give you the tools to enable you to be able to do that. You, you, you had a, some very good point of view on
5: that. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it, we're, we're not looking to put advertisers out of business by paying us you know, all of their money, um, but we, we run into cases all the time where advertisers think that the goal is to pay affiliates as little as they can. And uh, the advertisers that get it, the advertisers that are basing things on lifetime value, that are maximizing the amount they can spend, that are increasing uh, commission rates based on quality, um, are in the long run the ones that we partner with.
6: You know, in the spirit of fairness, I do want to give a a merchant example of of trust, an issue. Um, I was speaking to an affiliate manager for one of the probably the top ten brands in the world. Um, They have certainly an online and offline presence. And um, this affiliate manager works for a company that probably, you know, employs hundreds of thousands of people. And uh, she worked in an office with cubes, as far as you could see, floor after floor of cubes. And she's working one day, and she sees her phone rings, and she sees the caller ID, and she can't believe it. She picks up the phone. It's the celebrity CEO of her company saying, what the hell is going on with your affiliates? I just found someone bidding on our trademark, and they can't do it. Shut down their program. So here's this affiliate manager. She really is pro-affiliate and pro-channel, and she really wants to provide the best offers and really give affiliates the best chance that they have, but her CEO only sees the bad guy. Yeah. And D- so D- that's <laughs> a struggle. She's, she's essentially powerless you know, in her organization.
5: The interesting thing is I actually know who that, that whole story, and I had a conversation with the woman, because um, we were actually authorized to bid on that trademark. That
4: was you? And the funny thing is it wasn't our
5: ad that was showing up. Our ad was not the one showing up. It was an affiliate who was not authorized, whose ad was showing up, um, who was violating. And what the, what the problem with the ad was, and it wasn't that he had a, the, the, the CEO had a problem with, um, with, with someone bidding on the trademark, because that was allowed, the ad was grammatically incorrect and had a spelling error. Um, and that was really what got him upset, more than the fact that he didn't care whose ad it was. He cared about the quality of the ad. Um, but the interesting thing is that that, that that presents one of the challenges that our industry faces. Because the only way um, that, that this advertiser could have known who was bidding was if they were completely monitoring it or if the bad affiliate who had been running those ads, had, if, if negative consequences had come to them from the other ten times they had done the same thing um, and been kicked out of other programs for doing the exact same thing, it, but, but in, in, the, in this particular case, nothing had happened to that affiliate and they had a history of doing these types of, uh, of, of things with, with branded uh, campaigns that they weren't supposed to be doing. One other point,
3: just a a story um, kind of goes along with uh, Rebecca's internal story of uh, working in a large company. One of the things that that, um, we've done very uh, diligently over the last year is to make sure that we're getting in front of our, you know, the president of our marketplaces division, you know, our corporate CFO, all the folks who are, you know, really need to understand, um, you know, what we're doing from an affiliate marketing perspective and how we're spending all the money and what the returns are, are, really are. Because if you know, they just look at our you know, marketing budget, there's a very large line item on there, which is affiliate marketing. Um, and you know, I, I want to make sure that they understand all of the measures that we're taking. And you know, to the point of, I just, we're sitting down with our corporate CFO on Wednesday morning, and actually we're walking through and saying, hey, here's some examples of some of the affiliates and some of the sites that our advertising showing up on so that you understand where, you know, what we're paying for here. And walking back through all of the internals of all the, the things we're doing on the eBay partner network, where are the investment's going and the technology on that side. So I think that from that perspective, um, from the you know, from the merchant perspective, there's a lot of education that we need to do within our company or within our companies and also within the industry overall, so people really understand um, the the benefits of affiliate marketing. A lot of times when you hear about affiliate marketing, people bring up, well, it's brought to the to Peter's point, you know, I, I don't do uh, CPA because it's, you know, it's you know, the, the redheaded stepchild. Um, so we've been actually you know, internally working on that and also externally as well, um, trying to make sure that we're highlighting the quality message in affiliate marketing because it is really important. There are a lot of great affiliate marketers out, out there and in this audience here. Um, and the more that we all stress that message together from the affiliate side, from the network side, from the merchant side, the better, the, the more that you know, I as, a, as an advertiser am going to be able to invest in this and be able to convince you know, our our um, you know, executives that this is the right channel to invest in. Um, the more that we're going to get investment in technology from the network side, um, and then the higher returns that we're going to be able to deliver for affiliates as well. So the more that we really uh, you know, focus on you know the 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 great things that we can do in affiliate marketing, the value it can really drive, and really work to clean out the, the, the historically bad elements that I think have tarnished the, the industry's image a bit, we're all going to do so much better. And, and I would love for everyone to you know, join in that, in, in that chorus of focusing on quality and affiliate marketing.
5: I have one, one question for you for your CFO. Um, I've, I've always, uh, I know a lot of people in affiliate marketing, CFO, what do we care about CFOs for? Um, but CFOs are really, really important to the growth of this industry. Um, and the question I'd love you to ask your CFO, and I'd love to hear the answer, is that since your affiliates are taking the risk and you're only paying them on a, on a transaction basis a share of your revenue, is whether that should even be in your marketing line item or whether that should be a cost of sale. Because our belief, and a number of CFOs that I've talked to over the years' belief, is that our, uh, and this is one of the reasons I don't like the term affiliate marketing, I prefer the perform, term performance marketing, is that I'd like to see all of that, all those monies and all those funds shifted to the cost of sales line, mm-hmm. and then the budgets become unlimited and become managed on a quality basis a lot more uh, more, more realistically. Yeah.
3: So actually, we didn't we didn't broach that subject in the conversation on Wednesday morning, but it is one that we've we've um, talked about before of, you know where where's the right place on the line item, uh, on the on the budget for this. But um, the uh, there is a little bit of a misnomer in there that. There, all of the, shift, the, the risk is shifted to the, the publisher side or to the affiliate side, where you know, that is one of the things. I think as, as we go, what, the thing that enables us to take it out of marketing and put it as cost of sales is when we do get to that quality uh, part and say, you know what, I know that every dollar that I'm spending in here is actually just you know, going directly to sales. And I've got the rest of the the, you know, the the spend totally cleaned up. Then I think we're at that point where we can really make that argument. Well,
5: let me, you can be leaders on that. So there are some companies right now that do consider their uh, affiliate spend a cost of sale. And frankly, that is one of the biggest issues in terms of measuring this industry that we face. Is that a lot of those mon- uh, sales, uh, a lot of that money doesn't get reported to places like. Forrester and Jupiter and the IAB, because it doesn't show up in anybody's marketing budget. And it's going to
2: make it even harder to track the industry, but in the long run will be better for us. It's also the, the first reason why in an economic downturn that affiliate marketing channel, which should be something you should be increasing, gets hacked out of a company's budget because they don't even know it's just kind of that, that thing over there. You know, again, because we, we don't have enough research and information out there to support it. we've got a a little bit more time, Wes, Wes I'd love to get.
4: Sure, I'll go ahead and jump in. Writing
2: some notes down, and then I just, we have a few minutes to ask if there are any any questions that anyone would like to have before, unfortunately, we have to wrap it up.
4: Well, I think you guys are on the right path about paying for performance. And um, you know, obviously, again, the topic is about transparency, and and affiliates don't trust advertisers, and and advertisers don't trust affiliates. Um, The thing about transparency is it makes you very vulnerable. So in, in order to really be transparent, you really need to trust the other side of the party and unfortunately, a lot of the affiliate networks and the way that it's set up doesn't harbor transparency from the get-go because there is no communication between the affiliate and the advertiser. So we're very pro-affiliates. And, and like Steve was saying, at the beginning, the affiliates really trust the advertisers and, and we pretty much go full force. But what's happening and that we've seen happen over and over and over again is that the affiliates will send lots of traffic and sometimes if they, if they don't cover their, their traffic source and, and they are transparent, what happens a lot of times is they get burned and the start, advertiser starts stealing the, the affiliates' keywords, and they start running it themselves. And we've seen cases on some merchants on, on large affiliate networks where they they open up the search publishers. We send a lot of search pubs over there. They they run traffic, and they shut down the the um the, they shut down and say you can't run search traffic anymore. And then they start doing it internally because they now they've collected all the data. So there's really this thing that um you know affiliates just don't trust advertisers for a reason. And I think you guys are on the right model where you should really pay for performance because what's kind of happening to the affiliates is here we are sending a lot of traffic to the advertisers and merchants and, and maybe it's not backing out okay. So what happens is a lot of times is the merchants will just start kind of shaving leads and they won't fire off the pixel every time. So now you're sending all these these, uh, you know, this traffic over and, and, and they're just not, you know, giving you all the commissions that you earn. Where what it should be, where it should just be paid for performance, where maybe you're sending all this traffic and it's not converting as well, well, just let us know that the traffic isn't converting as well and maybe pay us less and that's okay. We'd rather have that than basically to, to get our commissions but, but have less of that. Just let us know that, you know, to pay for performance, reduce, you know, the amount that we're getting paid. I, I think that would be the, uh, the best way. Anyway, uh we have five minutes left,
2: <laughs> I one minute left. One question, two questions for everyone that was up here. And what's it written in and where do we find it?
4: It's just written on the lab stack, which is Linux, Apache, MySQL, PHP. Hi, Nick Matter the Madden Group. I have a question for Steve uh, from eBay. I've been running partner network traffic for a very, very long time.
5: I have a lot of blog posts and a lot of resources uh, all over the web that teach people how to do a lot
3: of uh, you know, build quality sites and all that jazz. In December of '08, I got about five emails a week from other affiliates asking, hey, how, you know, how do I get into EPN? I'm consistently denied. I'd love to show you my email box. It's about 25 a day now. How do I get in? It's been four weeks. I haven't heard back. Why the high barrier to entry for EPN? And what do people need to do to, to get in and drive quality traffic? I mean, what are your standards? Yeah, so um, so great question on what do you what do you do to get into to eBay Partner <laughs> Network? Um, so first of all, you know the, the things that you're talking about, helping people you know build quality sites and, and do that exactly what we're, what we're looking for. Um, you know, we, we do um, get a large number of applications on a daily basis, and we and we try to do our best to screen those to make sure that we we're. we're um, you know, letting the right people in, so we can focus on the the quality affiliates who are really going to help us build this channel. Um, so the things I'd say is, um, you know, there, there are actually a couple of good posts out there on our forums that it's you know that give you the general, general information, but. You know have, have people you know make sure people are building their sites beforehand um, and have a quality site that they can point to um, that they own the site that they're that they're um, pointing to that they fill out a really good business description that tells us what their what their site's all about what kind of traffic they're going to to drive to us um, and basically it is it's just taking the investment up front and it, this is you know, to, to Steve's point of you know the trust then is on the affiliate side that you know they're gonna invest the time um, build the site you know make do, apply and, and get in but Um, You know, that's that's where we are looking for people to really go and, and, you know, show us that they're going to have the ability to be a really good affiliate in in the program. Um, And that way we are able to then pay the people who are are in the program the best commissions that we can um, so that we're really compensating for the quality and the conversions that they drive on eBay. So I'd love to talk to you a little bit more in detail offline about that as
4: well.
2: Well, that's interesting. That goes into one of the last, of the last points, was, which is about education, which is an incredibly important, and I don't know if all of you are big Twitterers, but I'm a I'm a Twitterer, and I get about 100 people a day saying they're marketing experts and coaches <laughs> trying, following me, and I don't know how there can be, I think I've got about 5,000 marketing experts, so it's really important. I mean, education is a very important part of it, and a lot of the Uh, People don't know Steve you are starting to do open education programs to help people find out how they can build quality sites. It is very, very important that everybody look for good mentors to get information and how you can use better techniques and technologies, because there's a lot out there. There's almost too much. Um, And you can spend a lot of of time and money and effort wandering through the forest of affiliate marketing. Uh, But there there are good people that you can find through the blogs, and find through partner programs and partners who are providing this kind of education that will help you become much more successful. So, anyway, I want to thank everybody for coming. Um, sorry, it seemed like a short time. And thank everybody on the panel.